Good morning. By special request, I want to make sure that you all see my my uh, squirrel. My this is the the others I talk about all the time are actually live, and just outside a big tree just beyond my patio. But this is the one that my good friend Sherry Sherry Dressler from uh, Blue Lotus, who's also a yoga teacher, she gave me this when she would come and visit early in the pandemic and she would uh, bring lunches to me on her way home and drop them off here from the temple. The monks would prepare them for me. And and uh, so we'd visit and she saw all the squirrels. And this is, man, this must have been at the very early months, you know, early uh, spring and into summer. And she got this for me because she said she had one someone had given her and she has it in her garden. And so this is my trusty friend. I love this. And if you've seen it over in the corner, that's, I have him, I have him on a, a chair. I have him on a little end table next to, next to this chair because it's a great way to look out and catch all the activity going on. So that's, he has a prime seat in the house. Now, before we do anything else, I want to show you, I'll quit uh, pushing my amaryllis on everybody, but it's just magnificent. And you'll notice that that middle child that I thought would never bloom because the others were so uh, incredible and taking up probably all the energy. Well, it's blooming and it's sunny today. So I think this amaryllis, this middle one is going to bloom and open up today. It's really working hard at it. It was much less even yesterday at the end of the day. So first thing this morning, I put it right by the best sunshine. So that and I'll look at this, the far shot. It's a gorgeous plant. It's been a joy. Simple things keep us going, right? It's not the big things, it's the little things. Um, the, I had a question that someone asked me, and it was, they asked, and uh, it was a little bit of a, a family joke, but uh, it made me think about something. I thought, well, okay, I know that was done kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's a good question, and I think it's one we need to always be aware of. So someone in my family said, okay, is it, if someone holds in, they weren't, they wanted to know uh, the Buddhist position on this. If someone holds in a lot of anger most of their life, and try, they try to do good things to kind of work around that anger. So they try to be good and nice and kind. and um, But it's basically done to cover up that kind of anger inside, that seething anger. So their persona is of uh, doing kind things and good work. Is uh, they, The question was, how does that fit in with, do, do they have a place in Buddhist heaven. <laughs> so, and and the person who asked is pretty smart. So, you know, they were asking that question uh, a little bit facetiously. But 
it made me think, you know, there's the, the, the thing that I think is one of the draws that I have always had to Buddhism is it's so much, uh, not the outer persona we put on. The whole, all the work we're doing is within us. So, and, you know, we're not fooling anybody except ourselves. So what we're doing is trying to let go of all the things we cling to that keep us attached to this this worldly uh, existence. And the if we're clinging to things, that includes things like anger and uh, attitude, our attitude and the way we look at this experience of life. So if we're clinging on to our anger and just trying to cover it up with uh, good things, unless we're doing that with the realization that we're trying to uh, not cover it up, but we're, we're always working on letting go of the anger. So it takes, it takes a long time for that because we, we've been, uh, we've been educated that that anger is kind of a good thing. It gives us energy. It gives us power. And, uh, it's also a very strong human emotion. And we know if we're practicing and we're understanding the concept of letting go of clinging, we know our clinging also is clinging to those negative states, those negative emotional states that uh, somehow are fueling us. Somehow we think these are valid states, um, that there's a reason we're angry, you know, that it's okay to keep being angry. And if we're not working on understanding that, we're really just, what did, what did my mom always say? Like putting a lipstick on a pig. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if that's a Southern, only a Southern expression or if all of you have heard that. So I think the Buddhist teachings are really clear that we aren't putting lipstick on a pig. We do during our work with our difficult emotions. We try, what we're learning to do is to catch that emotion before it explodes out of us or before we do something um, that, we, that we can't undo. So we learn through meditation and working with our body and our mind. We learn how to deal with those uh, overpowering sometimes emotions but we're not learning to cover them up. We're learning to um, get to them before they become an explosive emotion. And that means we have to understand what's going on. If something causes anger to rise up in us, we look at it, we, we investigate it. We, we do a lot of uh, work with it. And it's by recognizing it and accepting it. Uh, it's a human emotion. All of us have anger with it, but we don't have to label ourselves either. We don't cling to it. We don't find our identity in it. And eventually, by investigating it and keeping it, um, let it be something that we work with a lot if it's a problem for us and see how to... Uh, to let it go, how to stop 
we cling to it because it becomes our identity. Maybe it's the only sense of power we have in the world. And so if we let go of our anger, it may be, you know, who am I without this anger? The anger fuels us. Uh, and that's what, we, what we're working towards is to be able to let go of that, that connection with it. That's the clinging to it. So, no, in Buddhist heaven, if there was one, and I guess there are heavenly realms in Buddhist cosmology, but if there was one, I think maybe the first question would just be, like, hand me your suitcase of all the things you're still clinging to. Because if we leave this world and we are still clinging to things that have been distractions for us or burdens for us, um, we'll leave this world and we'll go into the next one with this. They'll get, they'll hand us a suitcase back and, um, here you've got to take this with you because you haven't unpacked it yet. <laughs> Stuff is still in your suitcase. So we'll give you another chance to go back and work with these things. So what we're trying to do is to empty that suitcase before we leave this world. And so we're working from the inside out. So I just, I just was just chuckling over the question and I thought we need to look at it very differently. We're not trying to cover things up. We're trying to let go of these things that have been, had such a strong hold on us and replace them with things that are more skillful and more wholesome. So, uh, it's good to see everybody. I hope you're not getting caught. I often let uh, Christmas kind of slide to the last minute, and then my, um, back in the days when I would do a lot of Christmas shopping, you know, I do it, end up doing it at the last minute, and so it'd be real frantic, and I'd think of all the things that I'd, at the last minute that, well, wouldn't that be nice to do that or make that or uh, bake more, bake some cookies or, and so it would be really hectic a few days before Christmas. And uh, I hope you're, I hope I've let a lot of that go, but I can feel my mind wants to start thinking of, you now I'm going to be alone on Christmas. My kids and I are not even getting together and we're not going to take the, a chance with our little family in Wisconsin, but I start getting that itch to think, oh, what else do I need? To, what can I do? What what kind of stuff can I get for people? And uh, it's a little late for that, one. And two, there's no need for me to do that. I mean, it doesn't. If, if something inspires me that I really want to share with someone, um, I'll do that. And I'm, you know, I'm probably going to send out my some cards to people today and I've gotten beautiful cards from people so I want to respond to those but that's going to be uh, a pleasure when I sit down to do it and look through all the cards that I've received this must be a year for Christmas cards again since we can't see people uh, the Christmas card is taking on more meaning isn't it so I have the cards and that'll be fun to do so several of you have sent things, sent cards, and uh, your good wishes. So thank you. And uh, now is not the time to get all frantic and start thinking about all the things that uh, 
you know, I've learned the hard way. It doesn't work very well to think of all the things that maybe people who really planned for the holidays started, well, at least the minute Thanksgiving was over. Uh, so don't put yourself into any kind of last-minute pickle or uh, rush out and start trying to find things. I think all, none of us need stuff. And if and there are people who do need stuff like food and warm clothing, and there are lots of organizations that we can contact. So uh, my niece in Elmhurst is uh, is wonderful. My daughter asked her; they're good friends, so they always give each other something. And uh, Katie asked Helen what she wanted for Christmas, and Helen told her. If you want to get me something, make a donation for people to to a group that can help people or animals and who need the help. And I thought that's pretty cool to see to see young people um, be thinking that way. And you know, m most of us are fortunate enough that we look around and we're always trying to to. Uh, Downsize, right? It's it's kind of the national uh, hobby is to downsize or to buy better storage containers or um, build sheds in our backyard to put more stuff. So probably stuff is not what we need. And probably human contact and good friends and a good uh, and a spiritual path that, that uh, opens up other worlds to us other than materialism. So I hope you are enjoying these days before Christmas and listening to good music and and good music, what the kind of music that that is good for you. Listening to good music, maybe watching some old favorite uh, Christmas movies and enjoying and relaxing and if you if you enjoy cooking maybe that's your your uh, the the way you relax so uh, let them be days of of calm and peace and if if you get that urge to uh, start oh dear I've got stuff to do because it's almost Christmas maybe just sit down and meditate instead and come back to yourself and then if you do have things you you do want to get and you need to get out uh, that meditation will help you when you get out it'll help you be more mindful when you're shopping and careful and it will it may it may just let you see okay I don't need to get as all the stuff I'm thinking about there might be more priceless things I can give people so why don't we sit I had a watch a minute ago. I guess the squirrel took it. Okay, I don't want to uh, keep take all your time, but why don't we sit and do uh, do a little practice together? So find that posture that allows you to be working with your spine, whether you're on the floor or in a chair on a cushion. If you're sitting on a chair, be sure your feet are on the floor. If you're on your back, you can feel the ground 
the earth beneath your back, but we want our spines to feel kind of stretched out. Then our lungs have all that area. So when we observe our body breathing, we see that it's just natural for our lungs to get more oxygen in. And we know whenever we're stressed out, if we just stop and be with our breath for even a few minutes, it really can relax us. We're breathing anyway, but if we're stressed, if we're tense, uh, if we feel rushed, we're going to be breathing up at the top of our lungs. It's not going to be going down. And it's going to leave us more stressed and more frustrated because we're not getting oxygen in. So just take the time and sit down whenever you can. Or if you're sitting and you are alone and you're thinking nothing to do, can't go anywhere, and you might be feeling you might be feeling lonely and you might be feeling there's nothing to do. Well, you can meditate and you can allow yourself more time for that. And there's always something to do. There's a book to read. There might be a podcast to listen to and find something that really um, gives you something that can cheer you up and lift your spirits. And it's good to be thinking about gratitude these days because we have lots of things to be grateful for. We see that there is a vaccination and it is getting out to people and it may be another year before we all have it, but we've. this has been a relatively short period in our lives especially in the West and in a country like the one we live in, you know, this has been uh, a difficult time, but it's been so much more difficult for people in other countries and people without any money to take care of the basic provisions they need. And uh, we need to be grateful for that. Most of us, and I'm sure most of you who are listening to me or watching me, we have more than enough to eat. We have more blankets. We have a warm place to sleep and to live. We have, um, we have so much that we just take for granted because we look around and we see so, so many people with so much more. And that's because we live in a consumer society. So we can be grateful because we have everything we need almost always. And if you can look around and see someone who needs something, they might just need a phone call from you or uh, a card or, or a little note, a postcard, a text message. Just reach out and think of people who, might, who may need that. And that may be the best Christmas present they could possibly get. So... Let's sit for a little bit. We probably just have about 10 minutes. So your back's all straight. You're ready. Just close your eyes and just be aware of the body breathing. And let's do a very short, the anatomical parts. We'll do this 
as an introduction to our mindfulness practice. So we've, we've been doing this the last few meditations. So now we're going to do the body parts as just a, a it's going to be a flow and it will go faster. So if you haven't, if you've missed the other meditations, you might want to go back to my last two. So we're doing it using the words skin, flesh, and bones. So skin is everything on the outer layer, and the flesh is everything inside of us, the organs, our blood, every, all the wet stuff, and the things that are some, some are attached to the bones, like the muscles. But it's everything between the skin and the bone. And uh, then the third one is bone. So we go through and look at our, as we scan through, we're really looking at our skeleton. So we're doing all three of those. And this can help us become more grounded in our bodies. But we're also looking at this body that is not who we are. It isn't, it's not, it doesn't belong to us. It isn't who we are. So the impermanence of the body. And we're not in control of it. So begin at the top of your head. And we're moving down through the head. We're working on skin. Be aware of skin, your scalp, your face, your ears, all of the skin. Completely cover your head, being aware of skin. Move into your neck, skin, your upper shoulders, skin, down through both of your arms, upper arms, lower arms, your hands and your fingers, skin, back to your torso, your upper torso below your shoulders, the front and the back, under your arms, skin, moving to mid-torso, skin, then your lower abdomen, lower torso, skin, and your hips, skin, down into your legs, your upper legs, skin, lower legs, skin, <clears throat> your ankles and your feet and your toes, skin. Now reversing and coming back up through your feet. Now we do flesh, everything under our skin, all of those wet parts inside of our body, organs, blood, muscles, tendons, So come up from your feet and your toes, skin, up, up into your lower legs, skin, I'm sorry, flesh, flesh down in your feet, 
all the flesh, lower legs, flesh, upper legs, flesh, and through your hips and pelvic area, flesh. Now go into your hands and fingers, flesh, your lower arms and upper arms, flesh. Back into your torso, your lower torso, flesh, mid-torso, flesh. your upper torso, flesh, through your shoulders and your neck, flesh, and your head, flesh. Of the flesh inside of your skull, the flesh forming the flesh under your skin of your face, all the way up to the top of your head. Now we'll move down, thinking of the, the bones. Think of your skeleton, the hard element. So starting at the top of your head, move down through your head, bone, your neck, bone, your shoulders, bone, down through both arms, upper arms, bone, lower arms, bone, your hands and your fingers, bone, Back to your upper chest and your back, bone, your mid-torso, bone, your abdomen, bone, your pelvic area and your hips, bone, your upper legs, bone, lower legs, bone, and your feet, and your toes, where there are so many bones. Now just sit, even if you just have a few minutes, just sit. feeling connected to this body.
Just be with your breath. Let your thinking go. Let it just come and go naturally. Don't force it. Just allow your thoughts to be like those clouds floating through your open mind. If something has arisen from looking at your body, then remember if you see it and you accept it, it may not be the most pleasant thought, but you can, okay, it's a thought, and if it's keeps hanging around, you can investigate it, not by thinking about it, but by being like a scientist, just investigate it. Pull out your magnifying glass and just look. Is it something about your body that triggered the thoughts? Impatience, whatever it is, if it's there, if it's there and hard to just let go and go to your breathing, you can investigate that. Just investigate it for a while. Just looking at it, look at it. Don't think about it, just look at it. Think of that magnifying glass. And then when you feel like you may have had some insight or maybe you've just looked at it long enough, see if you can just come back to nurturing yourself. Let it go. Don't hang on to it. You want to come back and nurture. Just come back to your breath. Breathe in energy and breathe out energy. Keep sitting if you have time and you can. And I will be with you Thursday, which is Christmas Eve. And I know many of you will be busy, so maybe you can take a break and watch. Uh, and it's you might want to just wait till it's on. It's on, it'll be on YouTube and. Uh, 
you know, you can still find it at Blue Lotus or my Facebook page, but you might want to, we'll do a special meditation for Christmas Eve. How about that? So it might be something that'll give you a break from, a, from your day. So may the next few days be full of peace for you. No need to be hectic. No need to, uh, you know, no need to feel alone. Call someone who needs to hear your voice or check in with someone who's your uh, friend you can check in with or someone you you want to you want to you may need to get from them and you may definitely want to give to them just yourself is gift enough so have beautiful few days and enjoy the fact that this is a holiday season and 2021 will be here soon. So just enjoy every day we have, every breath we have. Thank you so much for joining me in my practice.